Second one good for Plum. 59-53, Illinois by six. Five seconds left. Bowie will shoot a three. He made it. Down to point four seconds. 59-56, Illinois. The clock runs out. The Illini in a real genuine cat fight with the Wildcats. And they win it. And everybody pitched in. Well, not pretty. I, I don't I don't know if uh, a second of that game was pretty, but it was a win, and a win is a win, and we will take it. Welcome into the Fasteners Etc. Post Game Show. Evan Kahn, Mike Latulip with you, recapping this Illinois 59-56 win over the Wildcats here on News Talk 1493.9 FM and Light Rock 97.5. First, our rapid reaction brought to you by Cozad Asset Management, and we bring in Mike Latulip remotely to get his rapid reaction Whew, I, I i described the first half as uninspired but they had the lead and northwestern came out inspired in the second half but the illini make enough winning plays down the stretch to hold on for the win yeah they do it and look it goes in the win column you and i you know you and i were talking about that before we went live and i think the overarching feeling right now is should be a feeling of thankfulness because you can put that one in the win column, and, and not every ranked team today has been that fortunate, right? You know, LSU falls to TCU, and Baylor falls at Alabama. USC lost to Stanford a couple of days ago. So it, it doesn't look pretty, and there's certainly things that you need to sure up because you can't keep winning these ugly games or playing like this and expecting it to just to get by every single game. So um, a lot that you can take from the film room, no question, for this game, but Shoot, you got to be happy you pulled it off, right? Yeah, definitely. It was good to get the big man, Kofi Coburn, back in action, and he was a, a big part of keeping the offense afloat there. Not the, the greatest night for the super seniors, but the Illini do just enough, and they hold on for their eighth Big Ten win of the year. We want to hear your thoughts. Text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line or give us a call on the Fan line. That's our rapid reaction brought to you by Cozad Acid Management. For half a century, they've been a part of every one of our Illini football and basketball postgame shows. Cozad Asset Management, striving to serve financial needs and build lasting relationships with clients. You're up next. We want to hear your thoughts. Fasteners, etc. Postgame show. Trent Meacham from Cozad Asset Management and Jay Downey from the Downey Group. Championship teams are strategic on offense and strong on defense. This is our game plan for your financial future. Grow your wealth using personalized investment strategies with Cozad Asset Management. Protect your wealth through industry-leading life, disability, and long-term care insurance services with the Downey Group. The Cozad Downey Alliance creates a team you can trust with your financial future. We've partnered together to serve individuals, multi-generational families, and businesses in this community for all of their financial planning needs. Are you positioned to experience financial growth? Are the futures of your family and business secure with proper insurance protection? Grow with Cozad, protect with Downey. It's time to plan your winning game. Call me today at 356-8363 to get started. Securities offered through M Holding Securities, Inc., a registered broker-dealer, member FINRA and SIPC. Cozad Investment Advisory Services offered through Cozad Asset Management, Inc. Cozad Asset Management and the Downey Group, Inc. are independently owned and operated. The following program is an exclusive presentation of News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM WDWS, along with Light Rock 97.5 FM WHMS, Champaign-Urbana, Champaign Multimedia Group Stations. 
Fighting Illini game day coverage continues on your flagship home for Fighting Illini Athletics. News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM and Light Rock 97.5. Now it's your turn on the Fasteners Etc. post-game show. Fasteners Etc., your partner in inventory management. Call us with your thoughts, 217-356-9397 or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Now, the Fasteners Etc. post-game show with your host, Evan Kahn. Now to Plummer, right side to Frazier. Frazier inside to Coburn, slips to the rim and slams it in. Coburn with the flush. Yeah, Kofi making his presence felt right away. Scores the first two of the game. Goes on to finish with a game-high 22. One rebound shy of his 40th double-double, but the Illini will take it in the three-point win. Fasteners, etc. post-game show here with Evan Kahn, Michael Tulip, Kathy Reiser helping us out behind the scenes. We want to hear your thoughts on the game. Give us a call on the fan line, 217-6-9397, or text the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. We'll start out the show by going to the fan line. I believe we have Todd here with us from Weldon. Hey there, Todd. Hey, how you guys doing tonight? Hey, we'll take the win. Yes, yes. Close, maybe not the prettiest win in the world, but uh, to me... I love seeing the um, the younger guys get involved, get you know their hands on it, and uh, you're going to need to play games like this because you're going to have them later in a Big Ten tournament, and you're going to have them in the NCAA tournament. We're not going to, you know, nobody's going to blow everybody out all the way to the championship game. So to me, this is good. This this is good team building experience. Yeah, I, I thought this was kind of following the trends for both teams here lately. The Illini not playing their prettiest of games, but they do enough down the stretch to pull out the win. And Northwestern continues to be right in it till the very end, but they can't do enough to, to put themselves over the top. And that's the difference between Illinois being 8-2 and two and Northwestern right now sitting at 2-8. and eight. Yeah, and, you know... Well, we always, we always talk about with... You know, a lot of times with these ugly games, and and he just mentioned it there. You're going to have to win some games like this in the NCAA tournament. I'll take it all the way back to 2011, and we all remember Buck for the second time advancing all the way to the national championship. That second round game, they had a tip in at the buzzer to beat Old Dominion 60 to 58. So you're going to have to win games like that. And of course, you, you want to play better offensively, and, and you don't want to be so out of rhythm. But you mentioned the contributions from the freshmen. It's going to have to come from somewhere. This wasn't Trent's best offensive game. This wasn't Jacob Grannison's best offensive game. So who's it going to come from? I remember sitting there when it was 51-46, and I was sitting on the couch saying, someone's going to have to make a shot. Someone's going to have to step up and make a shot. And Brandon Podzimski was the guy. <laughs> and and I, I, in my opinion, that was the biggest shot of the game to make it 51-49. I, I agree. I agree 100%. I think – even though it was ugly, some people might say, I, I think we gained a lot from it. And, you know, even in our losses, 
like um, to Purdue and Arizona, because I think Illinois and Purdue are the class of the Big Ten, and everybody else is in the middle, and then there's the, the very bottom. But um, nobody's really kicked our butt. Nobody's blown us out. I can't, uh, you know, so this team, especially if they can all get healthy, they can go a long way. Yeah, that's that's where I kind of feel like it's at. It's been for the last couple of weeks. It's just kind of keeping it afloat as guys go in and out of the lineup and in and out of the jersey. And other than that second half against Maryland, where where I think I don't know, there was just a lot of things that went wrong there. The Illini, yeah, I, I mean they keep staying in games, and this was one of those games where I think their their talent was just a little too much for for Northwestern in the end. Yeah, I, I think you're right. And looking back at that Maryland game, it was really close. They made free throws at the end to make it a 15-point game, and Illinois just didn't make shots in the last minute and a half, two minutes. But that was really a, a five, six, seven. It should have been a five, six, seven-point win for Maryland, yeah. and and not 15. So I went back and watched the film with that Maryland game, and they were like Illinois played terrible that game. And then you look up, and they're up 55, 51 with nine minutes left in the second <laughs> yeah. half. So, you know, it's, I know it's, it's been an embarrassment of riches. It feels over the last couple of years. And, and those, those games that are bad feel so much worse because you've seen so much good basketball, but at the same time, you just got to find a way, find a way to pull these out and move on to the next one. And obviously you got a, you got a big one coming up here on, on Wednesday against Wisconsin. Yeah. Wisconsin's tough. They're going to be tough, but I'll, I'm going to say this and then I'll get out of you guys' hair. Um, to play in the NCAA tournament against your Auburns, your Baylors, and Gonzagas, we're going to need uh, these kind of um, learning games, you know, learning tools, and, and to help our team grow to, to play with and beat these other teams that we'll meet later in the tournament. Yep, continued growth through wins and losses. Hey, we appreciate the call, Todd. Hey, thanks a lot, guys. You can give us a call as well here, Fasteners, et cetera, postgame show, 217-356-9397. Just taking a look at a couple text messages here. Larry says the Illini went 11, 11 deep today and got contributions from everyone feel better uh, as uh, about the balance, liked the balance, although it was a, a lot of Kofi Coburn and, and whoever can help out in between, but that's nice to have so many different guys that can step up in, in different situations. As we've already mentioned, the freshman Melendez early in the first half, Pajemski in the second half, even Plummer, it, it got missed. He, he hit a really needed three there when Northwestern got their biggest lead. He's the one who hit the shot to get the Illini back on track. So number of different guys stepping up today. Uh, and it's been mentioned, got a text message here. Uh, Trent Frazier didn't have his greatest game, but um, something I, I will point out that same thing after Northwestern got that big lead, 46 to 40. Illinois had zero turnovers the rest of the way, the final seven minutes, 30 seconds. And a lot of that was Trent Frazier handling the ball and, and finding the right guys when they needed to. Yeah, he was solid. And, and I'll even mention just the bench production overall. We talk about Podjemski, we talk about. Melendez and and those were 16 big Melendez minutes I mean how about Omar Payne yeah Omar Payne played eight minutes and found a way to get three blocks and in a low a low scoring game like that those are important shots around the rim for Northwestern that if a couple of those fall you may be looking at a different result so his his contribution and the way that he came in and and stepped up and and look we talked about it you know Trent Trent went the full 40 minutes today 
Um, Jacob Grandison played 32 in it, and it obviously wasn't his best offensive game. DeMonte was timely, as he always is, and <laughs> yeah, had some great box outs, great rebounds down the stretch, and obviously had the tip dunk to, to kind of seal the deal in a way. Um, but you need to find ways to get contributions from all these guys, and they were able to do that. We, you, know, you don't really know what you have with Coleman Hawkins right now. He's, he's been Jekyll and Hyde at times, especially as he's been taken out of the starting lineup. So the Podjemski and Melendez, them stepping up. I'll make this final point. The cojones on Brad Underwood to ride with those freshmen. Because I, yeah. I think a lot of coaches are afraid to do that. To, you know, in a, in a game where you're ranked and you could drop one on the road, it, you know, I, I know Podjemski only played six minutes, but there were six big minutes towards the end. Oh, He's playing closing half, minutes. Yeah. yeah, in the second half, and Melendez too. So man, I give Brad Underwood a lot of credit because it, it says a lot about him and it says a lot about his confidence in these guys. We go back to the fan line. Call us in, 217-356-9397. Our friend Simeon calls in from Virginia. Hey, Simeon. We got the win. Um, ugly, ugly game, like it's been said already. Um, and uh, but I, I, I uh, saw. Uh, I'm glad Demonte did what he did and the good defense he played, the dunk that he got. But I just want to say I saw about five times that he missed Kofi, and I saw some other times that they missed Kofi. Even though Kofi to me looked a little tired, I don't know because of the um, because of I don't know if he's been practicing with the team or not. Um, but it's it's several times, so I, I don't think the game needed to be as close as it was if we could have got the ball to him a little bit more. Um, but I think um, that the word is kind of out on how to shut us down from the three point line. So I think it may be time to go ahead and flip. Uh, Grandison and Coleman again and bring Coleman back to the lineup because uh, Grandison is not giving us what we need on the offensive end. So um, I'm, I'm happy for the win. Um, I look forward to the game on, I think it's Wednesday uh, against Wisconsin. Yep. Um, and I had said earlier in the year, and I want to get you guys' conf- uh, comments, that I thought this was a year – <laughs> that we had so much talent on the team that uh, Brad could go uh, uh, 10, 12 deep. But he had kind of shrank the lineup, so I was kind of glad to see him kind of loosen it up a little bit today. Um, but anyway, uh, those are my comments. Um, I'm going to be listening to hear what some other folks have to say. And what do you guys think about my comment uh, about the change in the starting lineup? Well, I, today was a, a big circumstance kind of thing with the minutes. Plummer only played 19 minutes because he was in, in foul trouble. I still think you're going to see Plummer playing 30 minutes a night. Same with Grandison, same with Williams. I mean, there's just not a whole lot of minutes to go around. When the situation dictates itself or allows itself for the freshmen to get in there, uh, and like Mike was saying, it's good that Brad has the confidence in those guys, and the guys have the confidence to knock down those shots, but Still don't have Andre Corbello in there, to to your point of the they didn't get it to Kofi every time. That's what happens when we don't have a, a point guard in there, and those are more minutes that you're going to have to find. I, I think it, it depends on the game. It's nice that they have 10, 11, 12 guys that they can play, but I don't know if you're going to see this you know every single game going forward. Yeah, Simeon, I, I appreciate you you calling in. I wanted to, to make, first make a comment on the Jacob Grandison, Coleman Hawkins, 
you know, you look at Kofi Coburn's numbers today, 22 and 9, 10 for 17 from the field. Having Jacob Granison on the floor, I get his production wasn't great today, although he did lead the team in assists, um, just didn't shoot it well. He's still a 44% three-point shooter, and scouting reports are still going to have to honor that. So that still helps Kofi. And when you put Coleman Hawkins on the floor, that's one more guy that you don't really have to guard as much out there because of his shooting numbers this year. So there's a way to keep Grandison on the floor, and although the production wasn't great tonight, he still will will – command a little bit of gravity because of the way that he shoots the ball. And, you know, I, I think his performances over the last couple of games have been a little bit more of an aberration. He's been so good the second half of last year and, and most of this year as well that you kind of have to continue to ride with him. Um, but it is nice that if you if you are having a performance like Grandison has and, and he had some second half minutes where he wasn't playing, it is nice to have guys at your disposal that you can put in and play and be confident in. And, you know, Pajemski and Melendez, like, those guys aren't scared. Those guys aren't afraid to take a big shot in a big moment. And I think that's exactly what Brad Underwood was looking for. It's like, who is going to go out there and make a big shot in a big moment, take a big shot in a big moment? Because that's the other thing with DeMonte right now is it just kind of feels like you mentioned missing Kofi a few times. I think he's passing up too many shots. And I'm, I don't want, I don't need DeMonte shooting eight times a game, but at least two, three times from three or, or, or something to at least make the defense honor you a little bit. So he's proven he can do it, uh, and I'd like to see him do a little bit more. But like I said, I appreciate you calling in. Oh, I think we lost Simeon there uh, along the way. But, uh, yeah, so, some good thoughts from him. And, and I saw you, you tweeted that out um, during the game, and that's something I was talking about during the game. It's like – the offense has slowed down here over the last couple weeks, but I think it's because so many guys are passing up open looks. And there's a point where, yeah, you want to pass up a good look for a great look, but then you're passing up so many good looks, you're getting deep in the shot clock, and then you're you're yep. not getting that look back again. That was the problem against Michigan State. You know, Trent Frazier was 2 for 10 from 3 against Michigan State, and about 7 of those were between 5 and 2 seconds left in the shot clock mm -hmm. where you kind of got to heave it. And you got to find a way to get quality shots earlier. And that's that's kind of – I know Andre Corbello wasn't really himself against Maryland, but the Andre Corbello that you saw against Purdue is a guy that can break down the defense early in the shot clock to try to generate early shots. And I think that's what's been the struggle for Illinois when you look at their tempo this year. You know, they're almost 300th in the, com in the, in the conference or in, in the nation wow. in tempo. And and they're, so their offensive possessions are longer – and it's part of that is you're you're entering into the post and bringing it back out. But part of it is they it's hard for them to get downhill if you don't have an Andre Corbello and try to get easy shots early. So I think they can try to figure out ways to do that. That was going to be the difference. But you mentioned it. I mean, having these guards having confidence to hit big shots. I get you can get confidence from throwing it into Kofi, but especially if you get down seven, eight, nine in an NCAA tournament game you're not going to get back in the game by simply throwing it into the post. Mm -hmm. There's going to need some alleviation from the three-point line and from outside shots. So, you know, I, I keep going back to the Pudzemski three. It was the biggest shot of the game. So, uh, you know, credit him for, you know, for, uh, for having the confidence to step up and make that. Yeah, the Illini will only shoot 28, 27.8%. We'll round that up to 28% from threes. And I thought that was going to be – uh, a bigger thing that the Illini relied on today, but uh, they they 
went to Kofi as much as possible, and they they hit the Pajemski hits the timely three, and the Illini get the win. We need to name our MX Electrifying Player of the Game. MX Electric wants to be your electrician when you're in need of electrical service, both residential and commercial. Call 217-359-7293 to schedule your project, and remember, relax, call Max. Well, what what do you know? The, the big guy returns. And he does what he does. He puts up 22 points, really commanded it uh, as far as rebounds. That's something that they had missed the last couple games when he was out paying it. And BBV, if they were lacking anything, it was racking up the boards. And Kofi comes back, he makes his presence on, on offense and on defense, and, and I think he gets my nod for player of the game. Yeah, likewise. 22 and nine, he shot four free throws. He probably could have shot 14 free throws <laughs> if they were in, in, in Quite frankly, Northwestern got lucky at times. There were a couple high-low passes that, that got thrown over the head of a Northwestern guy, and they called the foul on the ground. Where really Illinois probably would have gotten a dunk out of it. So, um, yeah, Kofi's got to be got to be the player of the game. Huge block in the in the first half as well, um, smacking that one off the backboard. But twenty-two and nine, coming fresh off a concussion, you know he's he's a potential Big Ten Player of the Year, and he played like it today. Love to see it. Kofi Coburn gets his average and gets the MX electrifying player of the game. Side Grandison. Coburn up and in. Count it and a foul. There you go. Trent drives right side. Back inside to Kofi with another bounce and a left hand. Looks good. Left hand. I think the message was received at halftime. Kofi with a couple of buckets. Big Boy even hit an 18-foot fadeaway in there in the first half at the end of the shot clock, doing a, a little bit of everything in his return to the lineup, helping the Illini get the win. More calls, more texts along the way, fasteners, etc. post-game show. Hi, this is Max with MX Electric, and I just want to say let's go Illini. If you have any electrical needs, remember, relax, call Max. You can visit mxelectric.net. When there's work to do, ground to break, earth to move, and a reputation to uphold, you need the durable Kubota RTV-X. Built with half-ton capabilities, industry-leading heavy-duty features, and a cargo bed that easily transitions into a second row of seating, the RTV-X is North America's number one selling diesel utility vehicle. Visit your local Kubota dealer and test drive one today. Go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. Visit Berkey's at 2202 South High Cross Road in Urbana. What's Kasasa checking with Prospect Bank? It's like adding points to the scoreboard for being a good team player. Open an account online at bankprospect.com, member FDIC. Hey, Illini fans. Thanks for voting Dick Van Dyke Appliance World number one in Champaign County for a fourth straight year. Come see our newly remodeled showroom on North Neal. Wow. The conversation about today's game continues on the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. Join in by calling the First State Bank Illini fan line, 217-356-9397, or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Fooey around a pick, gets oh. by Fraser, shot blocked by Coburn. Fast break the other way, Illinois. Yeah, Kofi played a little Windex on that one. It cleaned the glass. <laughs> Three to shoot to Kofi with two, with one, 15 footer. Oh! Oh! Ah, revenge is sweet. <laughs> Kofi couldn't get the layup. They took it away, and he hits a 15 footer fadeaway. You don't see that very often from Kofi. Yeah, there was that block that Mike mentioned, and uh, 
Kofi actually had to put it in twice on that possession. He got fouled. They called it on the floor. He says, okay, I'll shoot it. I'll do something a, a little different for you guys. Part of his 22 points in the win for the Illini Fasteners, etc. Postgame show here with Evan and Mike. A uh, number of text messages have rolled in here. Uh, 217 Texter says, thank goodness for DeMonte. Yeah, plenty of criticism of him the last couple, three games. And as Brad said in his postgame comments, you now see why he plays him so much, even though he's not going to fill up the points. Uh, he does everything else and had a timely bucket. His one shot from the field today was that putback dunk and the win. Uh, Benny also singing the praises of DeMonte Williams. Enjoy the win, he says. And um, a lot of people wondering where Coleman Hawkins was tonight. And Coleman's just kind of, he's been trying to find his way ever since he moved out of the starting lineup coming off of the bench. And that's as just everything got moved around. And there's just not a whole lot of minutes to be given away right now. And I don't think Coleman's really doing anything to inspire Brad to play him more at this point. Well, that's life as a bench guy, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of these, you, you see, it's almost like there's a different guy every game that steps up off the bench, and that's that's really what it comes down to. Your first couple minutes when you get in off the bench are crucial, and, and it'll typically dictate whether or not you continue to play the rest of the game. And if you come in and get two quick fouls, or if you come in and turn the ball over, you're going to be sitting there on the bench for most of the game, and that's why Melendez played 16 minutes, right? Like, that's why you know, Pajemsi came in and stayed on the floor. It's why Goody only played five minutes today. Luke Goody wasn't very good today. He turned the ball mm -hmm. over a couple times and had a couple costly fouls as well. So that's, it really is. It's cutthroat on the bench. I mean, if you come in and don't make the most of your first few minutes, you're going to be sitting there for the majority of the night. We go back to the fan line. You can call us with your thoughts, 217-356-9397. Michael's calling in from Naples. Hey, Michael. Hey, how you guys doing? Hey, we're doing well. How are you? Oh, pretty well. Couple of uh, th this was really a weird game. I think maybe one of the most positive things is uh, Pajemski getting to play a lot because Trent Frazier simply can't play forty minutes a game every single night. You got to figure a way to get him, you know, some time. And Curbella will help if he if he does come, you know, come back at full strength or however. It seems like he's been snake bitten and kind of going to where. Um, where Simeon was going with Hawkins, I mean, I just wish Hawkins would go back to just worry about playing defense. You remember how he played against Ron Harper? He, I mean, he was just awesome against Ron Harper. And he would have actually been the perfect player to play against Nance. I mean, he's got the size. He's athletic. He's got the right game to do that. But it seems like since his offense is off, you know, it just the rest of his game is just is really suffering. It's it's too bad too because you could really use that piece against, like I said, against a player like Nance who you don't you really don't want Kofi guarding him. And at the end, you had Demonte who did a great job, no absolutely no question. But he's what seven inches shorter than him. That's that's tough. And then the last thing I would say is, you know, I don't I'm a I'm a high school referee down here in um, in Florida, and I don't normally complain too much about the officials but three calls in that game were absolutely crazy i mean the charge that Podzimski took that's got to be a charge and by the way i would ask 
What happened to the first flop? I mean, that would have been a second flop, but no free throw was taken. They called a flop on um, an offensive flop on um, on Plummer. Plummer. Yeah. So I have I have no idea where the officials were on that play whatsoever. I have absolutely no idea how come Trent Frazier isn't shooting when Young fouled him. That was insane. And then if you watch the foul that they gave Plummer his fourth foul on on the dunk. He never touched him. <laughs> Didn't even like, touch him. He never touched him. I mean, so from an, the the officials, I have no idea where they were in that game. And I could say I don't like to complain. It usually evens out. And I guess you probably, you know, Northwestern would say they got several bad calls too. But, man, those three were like, wow. I mean, a high school official, which I am, can, can do that. <laughs> can do better than that. It just added to the weirdness of, of what this game was. It, it, really it sure did. did. It just... sure did. And I'll address three of the things that you just said. First thing, you're exactly right. It, it is not going to suit this team well for Trent Frazier to play 40 minutes a game. The, the durability, and, and the, there's no one more durable in college basketball than Trent Frazier. But at some point, you got to find a way to spell him a little bit with, with some of these off-the-bench minutes. And Corbello is going to be able to do that when he comes back, where you can – Right now, it's just a matter of we don't know who we're going to have as a ball handler when he's out of the game, so you got to keep him in there. The second thing with Coleman Hawkins, there's just, for some reason, there's a different psychology when you're a starter and when you're a bench guy. When you're a starter, you can basically pencil yourself in for 20 to 25 minutes. You're, you know, you're, you're going to come out around the medias, and then that's really going to be it. As a bench player, you are spelling the guys at medias now. Mm-hmm. And there is much more, much shorter of a leash to where if you're not playing well, they'll just go with other guys. So I think you start to see that where Coleman Hawkins doesn't seem as confident in his abilities, you know, as he was when he's a starter. And and it's a very, very hard thing in my career. Like I was a starter. I was not a starter. And, and there's a completely different psychology. I can speak to that. So, you know, and then the third thing, I, I agree. I, I, I typically don't like to get into the officiating stuff, too. But that was horrible. It was horrible in the second half. And they, they had to have rescinded the first flop mm-hmm. because Plummer didn't even go to the ground. And I was wondering why they weren't shooting free throws, and that has to be the reason why. And, and, and you can see when they start getting flop happy calling those, that can really impact a game. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I was glad to see that they weren't shooting free throws because of it because I actually thought it was a charge. Oh yeah, he 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 trucked him. I just think I think a guy like Hawkins, what he's got to do is he's got to focus. You know, there's some guy. Demonte is a really good example. Demonte does not have a tremendous offensive game. If Hawkins would just worry about playing defense and just get back to you know use the link, use the size, he's kind of a piece on the puzzle of the team. You know, the puzzle that if you if you put it all together. He's kind of a unique player on our team. It's just too bad he's, you know, I agree with you, Mike. He's lost confidence, and it's it's sad to see because he clearly has the skill set to do it. But at this point, I mean, if I were I, – I wish they could just give him – that game he played against Rutgers, I was like, wow. I mean, I don't care how many points he scores. Again, if he can shut down six foot seven, six foot eight, you know uh, – Think about him against like playing against the guy from um, from Maryland. Why can't uh, Dante Scott? Six yeah. eight, athletic. We don't have the natural player to guard. We have Demonte, which he's you know God bless him. He does everything he can, but he's six foot three inches tall. So, anyways, it's great talking to you guys. 
Yeah, appreciate the call. Thanks as always, Michael. You can call us on the fan line, 217-356-9397. 217 Texter says, what's a Big Ten grinder? And aren't they all? We go back to the fan line. Steve's with us down in Kentucky. Hey, Steve. Hey, guys. Um, wow, yeah. That was a, a nail-biter. Um, I was definitely getting nervous down the stretch because um, hats off to Northwestern's student section. I mean, they were in my head. Um, I, I can't <laughs> imagine what Trent Frazier was going through trying to shoot the ball because Man, they were vicious on him. I mean, just chanting. You could hear it just straight through the TV. And it definitely impacted Trent, which uh, offensively, shooting-wise, not defensively. But uh, he had a great – drew that charge at the end, which was huge. But uh, so hats off to them. Um, Yeah, I never really talk about officials either, a former official. But just to, to add fuel to the fire, I mean, they missed Granderson's obvious double dribble, too. I mean, so luckily we got one of those back, um, you know, on that missed call. But uh, they they should probably be suspended. That I thought it was that bad of officiating. <laughs> but uh, anyways, um, one thing, man, we have got to clean up, in my opinion, or I don't even know if the clean up is the right word, but just – offensively in the first half, I think outside of the Maryland game, we haven't scored more than like 26 points in the first half, like through the last five or six games. And it's just killing us um, offensively. And, and today it was just, we were missing bunnies. I mean, easy little, I mean, Trip Frazier missed the layup. Uh, point blank. And we just, I don't know. Um, if we could find some offense and get some buckets to fall in the first half and be more in the scoring in the 30. I think we lost you there, Steve cutting in and out. Um, Nope. Doesn't look like we have him, but uh, yeah, the, the offense has been pretty uneven ever since that Purdue game. And uh, probably for, for a number of reasons. Yeah, I think the the first thing is when you have a post presence, an interior post presence, it's really hard to score a lot of points because a lot of Kofi's points are two-pointers. So, mm-hmm. And then you spend most of the clock trying to find him and position him for a layup, and then now you're 20 seconds into the shot clock. Now you're five, you know, five seconds left in the shot clock, and you're hoisting up late shots. It's hard to get quality looks if you don't get, find Kofi initially. So I think early in the shot clock, a way to alleviate that it's got to be on Kofi where, hey, if you got to move a drop step where you can put into the basket, great. If not, he has so many opportunities, and he's been doing more of it, but he still has a lot of opportunities to catch it, put one dribble on the floor, get three guys to commit, and just throw it back out, yeah. and let's get some early shots up. And then I think that's maybe a way to alleviate it, but I don't know. It's hard to argue with 22-9 and nine and getting a win. <laughs> so even if it looks ugly, even if it's in the 50s and the 60s, you're pulling out these wins and, and, you know, it's kind of similar to two years ago, uh, the 2019, 2020 season. This is how they were winning big 10 games. Yeah. They were winning them in the fifties and sixties. So it's kind of that, that same formula. And, and I think if they start knocking down shots again, 
that too will help, you know, the points like you're saying. They I don't think they've shot over 35% from 3 over the last 4 games and you think back they were shooting 40% for a good part of the the early season start knocking down a, a few more shots and, and the point total will go back up and uh and, and to his point uh, about Frazier maybe not all there on the offensive side but still locking it down defensively boo booey uncomfortable the whole night ends up with 9 uh most of that or a third of that came on the three-pointer that he hit when the, the yep. game was basically over. So he took them out kind of like a lot of teams have been doing to the Illini, took Boo Booey out of initiating that offense, and then Northwestern outside of Pete Nance couldn't get anything going. Yeah, and I think the one thing, too, I, I, I hesitate to mention this, but I think Trent Frazier is such a good defender that he fouls sometimes defensively. <laughs> they don't call it. So I think when we when we complain about the officiating – there's sometimes where Trent, when a guy's driving to the basket, I'm even sitting there like, is that a foul? Um, <laughs> you know, but they don't call it because he's just got, he just commands that much respect as a defender. But you're exactly right. You know, this is the however many game in a row where he has had a, a really tough defensive assignment. And, you know, I, you know, two for 10 before he hits that kind of prayer three at the end when no one's guarding him. So, geez, I mean, that Naismith, I, I guess, mid-season finalist list <laughs> every single game he seems to to prove those those people wrong yeah as max christie went off today for michigan state uh, against michigan to, after he had a, a quote-unquote off night what do you know trent frazier was guarding him the other night so trent bringing it on the defensive side enough for the illini to get the 59 56 win over northwestern our Peak and insurance beyond the expected moment of the game. Brought to you by Peak and Insurance. Don't fall behind early in the game. Build up a solid lead against the unexpected with Peak and Insurance. Visit peakandinsurance.com or contact a Peak and Insurance agent to start defending your assets. And we actually have a, a couple different ones that we could pick between here. And, and we've mentioned both of them. I, I could lean with Pajimski hitting the three with the Illini down five. That really... Flipped the tide, I, I think. The defense really locked down after that. They got a, a few buckets to go on the offensive side. Or we could go with the dagger, DeMonte Williams' lone basket, but it put the Illini back in the lead and, and in the lead for good to win it. Yeah, I think both. Unex uh, DeMonte Williams' tip dunk is probably unexpected from <laughs> yeah. everybody. Two um, hands, two hands even. Yeah, two hands, and, and Pajemski <laughs> – I, I don't know. Like, I, I think you see a little bit more of that kind of stuff from DeMonte. He's, he's shown that in, in kind of nut-cutting time, he can get in there and make a difference. But Pajemski, in the moment where he hit that three, I still think, like I said, and I probably, this is probably the sixth time I've said it on air today, is that was the biggest <laughs> shot of the game. Yeah. So I, I think for me, it's it's got to be Pajemski. And he, uh, not only that, but when he had the backdoor cut for the layup and then down on the other end, diving on the loose ball to secure a jump ball that went in Illinois' favor possession-wise, those were big. Those were big plays too. So it wasn't just the three that he hit. Mm. You know, he, he flies around and he's kind of got. I hate to say this, and it's going to send a shiver down the spine of Illinois fan. He's got a little Brad, Brad Davison. Davison. <laughs> he does. You knew. Where, you know where I was going with it. He does. And I think Brad Davison's showing how valuable he can be for Wisconsin. And, and maybe down the road, Pajemski can turn into a guy like that. He certainly shoots it well, and he's willing to kind of get the elbow burns diving on the floor. Yeah, I, I I can't I can't argue w with any of that. Of course, him wearing orange and blue makes it feel a little better rooting for him. <laughs> so we'll give our peak and entrance beyond the expected moment of the game to the freshman Brandon Pajemski. Left wing Williams, back to Pajemski for three. Got it. Oh, 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 oh. oh 
Pajinski buries the three. Fresh, the freshman finished with five points, had an assist as well, and uh, like Mike mentioned, grabbing the, the loose ball leading to the tie-up. Big plays for Brandon Pajemski, peak and insurance beyond the expected moment. We've got more text to get to. You can get your calls in for more thoughts as well. Fasteners, etc. post-game show. Life is to be enjoyed. You shouldn't have to spend a minute worrying about your insurance coverage. Your independent Pekin Insurance agent has you covered with auto, home, business, and life insurance. They also offer RV and motorcycle coverage, high-risk auto policies, identity theft resolution services, water and sewer line breakage coverage, and more. To request a quote, visit PekinInsurance.com or call your local independent Pekin Insurance agent today. Hey, Illini fans, thanks for voting Dick Van Dyke Appliance World number one in Champaign County for a fourth straight year. Come see our newly remodeled showroom on North Neal. Wow. He didn't melt in the moment. Right. Brandon hadn't played in a while, and, and yet he keeps working in practice. He keeps pushing Trent and pods, and, 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 he, and he, he, you know, he's just so competitive. And, you know, it's a tribute to Fletch. It's a tribute to our, our coaches, the job they do keeping those young guys uh involved in getting better and, and and working and grinding and uh and not getting down because they're not playing and then all of a sudden they're ready and you know pods can step up there and say you know i guard trent frazier every day i go against him you know this is nothing and uh but but uh, the cut the pass rj threw him i mean that's just two freshmen making a spectacular play and uh, uh rj was huge today too. Yeah, Brandon Pajemski had played a combined eight minutes over the previous five games, but he plays six big minutes here for the Illini today in their win over Northwestern Fasteners, etc. Postgame show here with Evan and Mike. And I wanted to look up R.J. Melendez as well. He's played two minutes combined over the last five games. And he played 16, a lot in the first half and also down the stretch in the second half. Texter asking if we'll see more playing time from the freshman going forward. And we saw a lot of Luke Goody in the last game. And now we see a lot more of Melendez and Pajimski. And kind of like we said earlier, Brad Underwood has the confidence in them. It's just finding the right times to use them. Yeah, having confidence in them is one thing, but... You know, the way that this team is constructed, if you give more minutes to someone, you're taking away minutes from somebody else. And who is that going to be between Grandison and Williams and Curbelo when he comes back? And you're certainly not taking minutes away from Plummer, Frazier, or Coburn. So, you know, I, it, this is what's tough. But as a freshman, that is your role, right? It's yeah. never going to be, hey, you've earned 20 minutes a game. It's, hey, in moments where we need you for 5 to 10 can you provide some some spark for us? And that's exactly what they did today. So, you know, I, I've enjoyed seeing Brad Underwood kind of tinker with, hey, it's this freshman this game, right? Or it's this freshman. Pods was the first guy off the bench, it felt like, in early in Big Ten play. Mm -hmm. And then it was Goody. And then now they kind of switch back. And I think the beauty of it is that each one of these freshmen genuinely want to see the other freshmen succeed. And, and, and that's yeah. not – I'm telling you right now, that is not the case in every locker room it just isn't so you know I, I think that speaks to this culture and, and it speaks to like brad underwood mentioned adam fletcher and all these guys that are that are 
you know, involved with these kids and keeping them engaged so that when these moments come up, they're ready to kind of take advantage of it. 217 Texter says, nail-biter, ba- nail but glad that they played hard-nosed defense to pull out the win. Yeah, it can't be understated enough. Really, after Mer- or Maryland, Northwestern took that six-point lead with eight minutes to go, and after that, it was a three-pointer, it was a jumper, it was a jumper, it was a three-pointer. The Illini, did, they, they quit letting Northwestern get as downhill as they were getting, and, and the Illini took over the aggressiveness on, on offense. So, love to see that. I, I can't verify this stat, but a two, uh, 773 texter is saying Chris Collins is 6-25 and 25 in games decided by five points or less. That's, just, that's, so, that's some tough luck. Uh, a lot of the time um, coaching does play into it as well but keep getting in those close games and they they can't get over the top um, two and seven texter saying the experienced guys won the game and, and the, yeah little mix of experience with the young guys love to see it Bruce in Houston says Happy birthday to Scott. Yes, Scott Beatty not with us tonight. He's out celebrating his birthday. Happy birthday to him. Um, Kevin Roy apparently got his 300th win with Monticello last night, finally over the hump there, so a congrats to him. Great win as we're sitting here talking about the Illini game here on the Fasteners, etc. postgame show. Freshmen are a, uh, making for a bright future. Yeah, I, the, these guys, and like you were saying, going back the last couple, three years, Brad – has had to rely on his freshmen. You know, Adam Miller starts every game last year. Io starting almost every game since he got here. Same with Trent after his first semester. He was starting a lot as freshmen, but these guys are able to just kind of ease their way into it, find their role, and they're going to have huge roles on this team in the coming years, but they're they're doing what they need to in their limited minutes so far. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the other thing that I'll add when you have good freshmen and freshmen that show a lot of promise, you're up against a few things, right? You're up against the transfer portal. And, you know, there's there's guys where you may have guys on this team that think there's greener pastures, and that's obviously always a possibility. But the other thing for these freshmen, and this is what really, really good programs do, yes, there are freshmen that grow within the program, freshman to sophomore to junior to senior year. But then there's the transfer portal on the other side where, you know, you build – you know, you build throughout the year, sure, and you grow these players, but if you can bring in a fifth-year senior like Alfonso Plummer or someone else that can, you know, that can help you out immediately, that just creates more competition. Mm-hmm. And I think they found a really good balance of, hey, we're going to create a lot of competition on this team. We're going to go 11 deep at times, and, you know, we're going to get the best results out of it, and we're going to keep a good locker room and keep a good culture from it. And, you know, so I'm interested to see these three guys in particular what their direction is, you know, going forward, because there's a lot of different avenues that these freshmen can take nowadays. And, and I'd be, I'd really, really like to see all three of them stick with it. Cause I think they can have really good careers in the orange and blue. Yeah. Uh, th- this whole class just strikes me as you, you said, Brad Davison, just a, a big 10 kind of class that are around for four years, just really solid defensively, offensively and, and and they're yeah, I hope they stick together as well and we get to see them grow. We go back to the fan line, two one seven, three five six, nine three nine seven. Tony's calling from Champagne. Good evening, Tony. Hey, good evening, gentlemen. Um 
I was not able to see the game, so I got to watch it on the radio with Brian and um, uh, Doug Altenberger. Love that. Who was was fun to watch when he played basketball back in the 19. But, um, you know, I think one of the things I've noticed, there was a caller from Naples, Florida. He says he's a ref. And um, I did a little bit of officiating as a avocation high school several years ago and middle school and stuff like that. So I pay attention to the officials. I think the officials in the Big Ten this year are, as a, as a group, horrendous. Uh, specifically, Courtney Green, I don't know. I, but See, I, I'm not just talking about the Illinois game. There was a Northwestern played Wisconsin. Uh, Johnny Davis was, is that, I think that's his name. Johnny Davis was driving towards the baseline like he was going to take a shot. He got smacked in the face. Courtney Green's on the baseline, doesn't see anything. Ball goes out of bounds. He's going the other way. Toward the end of the game, he calls a foul on Northwestern, and the guy was maybe there was no way he even touched him, and he called the foul. You know, and I, I know as an official, you want to be aware if the team wants to foul, put the other team on the. But I mean, he called a foul before there was any contact. And he's just he's just horrible. They let guys, the big guys, push each other around in the post. And I think my bigger concern is I've seen this happen over the years is Big Ten plays football till the last, and then they start talk, calling phantom calls and tic-tac calls. And then they then you get the NCAA, and you got different referee mix and different referee styles. And um, it, it could turn out to be like a Sean May problem that only had 2005. But um, – for uh, uh, I keep calling him Frank Williams, but uh, Demonte, he's he's one of my favorite players. The guy is nothing but blood and guts on the floor, and that Scottie Pippen move that he pulled was awesome. If you watch the replay, I just was able to see the replay, and <laughs> it was like he the Northwestern guys they were waiting for Kofi to do something. He just started sneaking in, and and, and he took off, and and um, he was there in case it didn't go in. He didn't, so he made one basket. He was one for one. He was three for four from the free throw line. I looked at the box. He had nine rebounds, three assists, and one foul. And I'm betting that the guys that he uh, guarded didn't do very well. Uh, maybe you guys can talk about that. And here he is, six foot three. Grandison had six boards, and he was he's six foot six. Just seems like the taller guys ought to be able to get the boards. But I think um, Tom Izzo after the Michigan State game, was talking about DeMonte. Uh And he said he does all the things. He said he reminded me of what Draymond Green did for us. He does all the things that you need him to do. He makes the right pass. He makes the right board. You know, he makes the right um, stop. You know, he gets in the right lane, all that stuff. So I I just don't think he can say enough about DeMonte Williams. We're going to miss him a lot more than a lot of players we've ever had play for us. Yeah, he's played the most games in, in Illinois history, and, and yeah, what more can you say about him? He's not he's he's not a superstar, but anybody who's watched the Illini over the last five years knows how much he means to him. Yeah, absolutely. I think you go back and look at the box score, and you see nine rebounds, and he's typically given up a lot of size. He's able to pull down nine rebounds, and then the other, you know, thirty. 40 defensive possessions he's blocking out and 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 blocking <laughs> yeah. out in a big way and he his yeah. guy you know he may not get the rebound but his guy's not getting the rebound for sure and Absolutely. you look at what he was able to do last year and the way that he shot the ball doing a little bit less of that this year but still finding a way even offensively to make an impact I still think I get he, I get he's not shooting and making as many threes as he did last year but it's still good to have a guy on the floor that you know is not going to take bad shots. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's yeah. an asset 
for this team. And then the way that he he followed up that that miss today with the dunk. I mean, it was kind of the the crescendo for his performance there in the last five minutes. And I think uh, for him, to your point about him not taking a bad shot, I don't think that he's afraid to take a shot. I think that he's the kind of team player that thinks that they can get a better shot when he gets it outside. He, I think he'd rather have just give it to Kofi and let him, you know, let the big fella eat, as uh, some people say. Just let him have his shots right in there by the basket. I think he thinks that, that maybe that's a better percentage than the three. But then uh, maybe Coach asked him, you know, to do certain things. And he, I mean, you know, he's the kind of guy that Coach puts on the floor and never has to worry about whether he's going to do the right thing or not. Yeah, that's the the fine line. He's got to he's got to keep teams honest defensively. They can't be guarding you know five on, on four, and then that leads to more double teams on, on Kofi if Demonte's not taking any shots. But uh, yeah, yeah, he knows he knows his role isn't to put up ten shots. But when, when he gets yeah. those looks, uh, you hope he knocks them down. So appreciate the call. Yeah, my final comment is oh. is I hope that the Wisconsin Illinois basketball game gets decent officiating for a change. <laughs> yeah we can we can only hope it, it's it, it it's the it, it comes watch up the, every watch year the big 10 games you watch the big 10 games though oh yeah we we didn't even get the tendency to look and you just go they're murdering each other. michigan michigan state game those guys were all over the floor they were fouling each other all and no calls and then they start calling that tic tac stuff at the end it drives you crazy yeah and that's that's what they they've said for years too and, and uh, maybe it's played into the results for Big Ten teams in the NCAA tournament or, or not, but uh, it is what it is. So we appreciate the call. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, thanks. Bye. Give us a call, 217-356-9397. News Talk, 1493.9 FM, WDWS, Champaign-Urbana, and Light Rock, 97.5 WHMS, Champaign-Urbana. 618 texter trying to hate on the white script unis. I... <laughs> Those are about as clean of a jersey as you're going to see. I, I don't mind the Illini wearing those at all. They, they want more orange and blue. I'm fine with more orange. If they throw the blue jerseys in the trash can, I'll be okay with that as well. But uh, I, 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 won't, I won't take the white script slander here from 618 Texter. I'm sorry. Um, I'm, a, a, I'm a uniform connoisseur here. We, we like to break those things down well. Uh, on the post-game show, so I'm going to have to uh, disagree with you on that one. And a 309 texter asking what the Illini are ranked currently. They sit 24 in the AP poll, 21 in the coaches poll, and after a 2-0 and week, and we, as Mike was pointing out, uh, there's been ranked teams that have lost left and right. Alabama knocked off Baylor, so now they've beaten almost every Final Four team from last year. Um, so there will be some shakeups, but since the Illini got their two wins, no losses, you'd like to think that they'll they'll move up a, a little bit in the polls. And, uh, yeah, just some of the thoughts coming in here on the Fasteners, et cetera, postgame show. We need to take uh, another break. We've got more time for calls and texts. we got to get our keys to the game in as well. Fasteners, et cetera, postgame show with Mike and Evan.
For as long as you can remember, your spouse has been your rock. But when they begin to experience signs of dementia, you both need someone to lean on. Autumn Leaves of Savoy is a pioneer in memory care-assisted living with cottage-style residences that feel just like home. Autumn Leaves staff members provide personalized care for each resident to unlock memories and create meaningful moments. So while your spouse receives the best care available, you can focus solely on loving them. If someone you know is experiencing memory loss, please visit autumnleaves.com. How well do you know your insurance company? Uh, well, I know I pay each month, and I'm covered. Okay. Are you sure you have the best rates? Do you have the right coverage for your needs? Are you paying for things you don't need? Well, I haven't actually talked to my agent. I, I just assumed... Talk to a real person. Talk to someone local and see the difference. Myers Insurance Group is local and independent, and we're always here to talk. You are not a number. Your family, Myers Insurance Group, we work for you. Hey, Illini fans, thanks for voting Dick Van Dyke Appliance World number one in Champaign County for a fourth straight year. Come see our newly remodeled showroom on North Neal. Wow. Hi, this is Max with MX Electric, and I just want to say let's go Illini. If you have any electrical needs, remember, relax, call Max. You can visit mxelectric.net. It's the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. You can weigh in on today's game by calling the First State Bank Illini fan line. 217-356-9397 or texting the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357 Fast break, three on one Bowie with a layup, missed it Rebound, Payne Grandison, outlet Melendez running the floor for the slam dunk for the freshman R.J. Yeah, there was a, a big stretch from R.J. Melendez right there. Went down, slammed it home. Two points. Ends up with six in 16 minutes. Three big rebounds as well. Had an assist. Freshman stepping up in the Illini win over Northwestern. Fasters, etc. Postgame show here with Evan and Mike. 217 Texter says R.J. Melendez is something special great minutes great opportunity and great opportunities he's a guy who who seems to make the most every time he's in there as we were pointing out earlier one minute here one minute there but he just does something every time he, he gets his minutes a little extended time here today and he got to show out well he's probably got the highest ceiling out of all three of the freshman. Yeah. You could you could probably argue that. The way he is his handle, his athleticism, I think he's he's a really underrated rebounder. Um and then just the way even today you're down one, you come out of a media timeout and you got RJ Melendez stepping up and knocking down two big free throws yep. to regain the lead there in the second half. So he's clearly very confident in himself and I think you can say that about all three of these freshmen. Um you know, none of them lack confidence. So I, I'm excited to see Melendez in particular, his growth and maturation, because I really do believe that he's got the highest ceiling of all of them. And a uh, 217 texter asking uh, why Verdonk didn't play as much today. He was the one who got the starting nod with Kofi in the concussion protocol, and he only played two minutes here today. I imagine that has a lot to do with the way Kofi was playing, and, and as we said earlier, the way Payne played when he was on, in there on defense, and, and he even got a bucket on offense. Yeah, well, it's different, right? I, I think you've seen Kofi's absence coincide with 
Benjamin, Ver- Benjamin Botsman's Verdonks, I guess, increased playing time. But part of that's been, you're talking about Zach Eady, Trevion Williams, you know, Wahab from Maryland. Um, today was a little bit different because Nance is someone that can step out. Um, you know, he can do both. He was three for five from three today and, and he's a little bit more versatile. So in, in those situations, that's why they opted to switch a little bit more. And if you're going to switch a little bit more, now you go with more of a athletic, um, smaller lineup at times. I know Kofi played 30 minutes, but in those non Kofi minutes, maybe you have pain in there, um, you know, protecting the rim a little bit. So yeah, it was one of those games where if there was a true low, you know, back to the basket threat, you obviously have Kofi in there um for the majority of it but you would see you would typically see boston's redonk spelling him but i think that the matchup today kind of lended itself a little bit more to to kofi and playing a little bit smaller and and kind of mixing in omar Payne for those eight minutes we go back to the fan line 217-356-9397 gary's down in kentucky hey there gary hey how you doing this evening good hey, evening guys doing good Come my wife earlier. This was had the makings of an all of a very grim Saturday night, and so <laughs> happy we pulled it out. We still got the uh, Royal Rumble to go tonight. I mean, there's still a, a, a lot of a lot of tussling to go, but uh, yeah, glad we got the Illini win to start. Yeah, I see Kentucky's up on Kansas, which I'm not happy about, but nothing I can do about that. Anyway, I just wanted to say that to uh, if Stephen Kentucky is still listening. I know that the first time I called in, he had indicated that he might want some information, contact information. So uh, if somehow I can let him know that I gave Kathy, the producer, my phone contact information, and if somehow he could get that uh, from her, uh, he can call me anytime. I'd love to talk. All right. We'll, we'll see if we can we can get that passed along. All right. Very good. ILL. I and I. Thanks for the call, Gary. Two one seven three five six nine three nine seven is the fan line. Back to the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. Texts are asking about uh, if there were any coach warnings. I don't think there were. Both Collins and Brad are, are very passionate coaches. They move around a lot, but I don't think there were any warnings as far as them getting out of the box. Dave Indicator says Illini seem to struggle against long athletic fours. Um, yeah, that that that's kind of true, and, and that's just the the one abyss as far as the roster goes. They've got a lot of good guards. Obviously, got the most dominant big man, but that those you know athletic threes, athletic fours, guys that are stretching the floor. It's Demonte who's got to guard him, and he does a, a pretty good job, but he's just at a, a disadvantage a lot of the time. Yeah, Illinois has struggled with with length at the at the the wing spot and the four spot, but that that those type of guys hurt everybody. Um, it's not just Illinois. It's the reason why a lot of those guys that are at that four spot that pick and pop or can step out or can use their length to rebound a little bit. They put so many teams at a disadvantage um, defensively because if you if you want to sit there and say, hey, we're a team that has a big man and we want to play four guards. Well, now defensively. You've got to give up some height. You've got to give up some length, and that's what Illinois does. And there aren't a ton of teams in the Big Ten that go strictly, you know, center, power forward, small yeah. forward, shooting guard. Like there, there are a lot of four guard lineups. So night in and night out, you're having to to combat that. And um, you know, down the line as as the years go on, Illinois is going to be that team too. You see Ty Rogers coming in, and 
there's a, there's a lot of guys that can play that role and, and kind of create fits for, for opposing big 10 teams. Yeah. And we're going back to the, this freshman class. I mean, it's chock full of those guys. Pods is six, five Goody six, seven Melendez six, seven. You put about 10 or 15 more pounds on those guys with Fletch in the weight room. And, and yeah, they're going to, they're going to be causing the same kind of problems for a lot of other big 10 teams. Um, eight, five, nine texter had a question and I, I was just doing some quick flipping and, and I couldn't get an answer. Maybe you remember Mike, is this the first game where the Illini have trailed in the second half and then gone on to win? I mean, they've just been so close here recently. Uh, I think, believe they held on to the lead the whole time against Michigan State and Michigan as well I think they had the lead the whole game but uh, there's been so many of them I, I can't remember if they fell behind it and came back well the only game would be Maryland at home um, uh, yeah they, they fell behind in the second half but uh, you know after giving up a, a large run 27-9 run to to end that but yeah that was that was a game right they they fell behind and figured it out with once kind of Kofi got back in there but <laughs> Um, that's the only one I can think of in, in recent memory. But the Illini finding ways to win once again, move to 8-2. and two. It's hard to believe we're halfway through conference play already. We need to do our keys to the game, brought to you by Hickory Point Bank, with roots right here in our Champaign-Urbana community, Hickory Point Bank Invested, and brought to you by Hickory River Smokehouse. Michael, go to you first. What were your keys to this Illini win? Yeah, I've got a couple here. I think the first one is strength in numbers. That's the best way that I'll put it. You go 11 deep and find a way to get contributions from guys that you know haven't had the opportunity lately. And then my, my second one would be just assertiveness in the last three to four minutes. I, I thought there were guys that had opportunities and stepped up and and, and really went out and snatched it. And, and that's kind of that's how you have to steal wins on the road. You know, those those ones the ones on the road aren't just going to fall into your lap. And then the last thing that I'll mention is the free throws. I know I talked about Melendez stepping up there and knocking down two to cut a, a one point deficit into a one point lead. And then Williams, you know, coming out of the timeout at the, at the under four media, knocking down both of those free throws to tie the game was, was huge. So I think they've, they've shown, I know they were 10 for 15 today and that's sitting there at 66%. But for the most part this year, uh, I think you've seen an uptick in those free throws and that's going to be huge down the stretch when you're trying to close out games. Yeah, those are those are all good keys, just kind of uh, along the same lines of, of those. Something we mentioned earlier, I thought they didn't panic when they went down. They kept getting good shots. They kept finding Kofi. It wasn't chuck a three, chuck a three, and, and hope good things happen. And then, as always, they, they hung their hat on, on playing defense. Uh, the, the defense down the stretch was the biggest difference. Uh, right there in the middle of the second half, they were getting it to Nance. He was hitting shots. Boo-Booey hit a shot. Greer hit a shot. They were they were just knocking down some some weird ones, and, and then after they surrendered the lead, they buckled down on, on defense. And uh, Northwestern only scored two buckets the final five minutes. Yeah, they got a jumper, and then of course the three at the buzzer. So one, basically one basket one. the final five minutes, and the Illini uh, escape with the road win at Northwestern. Those are our keys to the game. Brought to you by Hickory River Smokehouse for real Texas barbecue. It's Hickory River Smokehouse. Dine in, drive through, pick up, order online at hickoryriver.com and brought to you by Hickory Point Bank. Coming up to the end here on the Fasteners, etc. Post Game Show. 
Hi, I'm Dan Marker with Hickory Point Bank. Champagne is full of businesses run by hardworking entrepreneurs. From family-owned shops and restaurants to companies with hundreds of employees, local businesses are making a positive impact in our community. We get it. We understand local businesses because we are a local business. There are no faceless corporations that make our decisions. We make our own, just like you. You're local, we're local, and we're all working to make our hometown an even better place. Hickory Point Bank and Trust, member FDIC. There's nothing better than real Texas barbecue and no better place to get it than Hickory River Smokehouse. Every cut of beef brisket, turkey breast, pork shoulder, and on-the-bone chicken are rubbed with a signature spice blend and infused with real Hickory smoke for a juicy award-winning flavor. Add one of their famous sides and it's a meal. Open for drive through takeout, dine-in, and caterings. And don't forget, you can skip the drive through line and order online at hickoryriver.com. Can't wait to see you at one of the Central Illinois Hickory River locations, Urbana, Decatur, Springfield, and Peoria. Hey, Illini fans, thanks for voting Dick Van Dyke Appliance World number one in Champaign County for a fourth straight year. Come see our newly remodeled showroom on North Neal. Wow. I, I've been talking about Demonte Williams and what he brings to our team for years and uh, no, nothing more evident than what he did today. Uh, it wasn't because he made a three. It wasn't because he did anything that was super spectacular on the offensive end. Uh, except the tip dunk, but nine rebounds, guarded a uh, guy five inches taller than him, forced him into a hard two, and, and just literally controlled uh, uh, and was a dominant performance on the defensive side by him. And uh, But, uh, you know, at night, it, wasn't, it was tough, man. It was tough. It was, it was what I expected coming in, and uh, they're a team that um, has played everybody close. And... Um, um, you know, it was it was an off night for our guards, but uh, I give them a lot of credit for that. There is some of head coach Brad Underwood's thoughts on Demonte Williams and Northwestern and the game as a whole as his team wins their 15th game of the season here on the road. Those things are, are, are worth their weight in gold. Doesn't matter what the record Northwestern has, we will take the victory. Evan Kahn, Michael Tulip here with you on the Fasteners Etc. post-game show. Texter asking if they're going to redshirt Curbelo. No, the dudes, the dude can't catch a break. He, now he's sick after he was hurt. Now he's sick. They said he didn't even travel with the team today. I'm guessing he's in isolation or, or still getting over his bug and. Then they've got to get him back into the gym to get him in shape as they work his way back in. But as we said earlier, I mean, there, there are moments throughout this whole season that show you that where the Illini want and need Andre Corbello, and they're going to try to get him back because this team's ceiling just raises so much higher with the true point guard and, and everything that Corbello brings. Well, you saw it in this game, too. You know, in the second half when you hit those snags where you can't really you're trying to turn a corner to get to that weave action and you're trying to get downhill you're trying to get a second defender to commit so that you can get some open three-point looks um or even just when you're throwing it in to to Kofi Coburn you know that's another guy that can do that in a myriad of different ways so you know I, I do think it's it's going to take some time let's say he, let's say he is ready to go against Wisconsin you know it may not be another repeat of the Purdue game um, you know, it's going to take us some time to kind of get acclimated and get going. But when you hit that that stretch of the last five, six Big Ten games going into the Big Ten tournament, going into the NCAA tournament, this is a guy that you're absolutely 
going to need on your team if you want to achieve the things you want to achieve this year. Look forward to getting him back. Look forward to, yeah. I mean, we just have not got to see the, this team in all of its glory quite yet this season. It's been so disconnected to, to think that the Illini are sitting here in first place by a half game um, halfway through. It's, it's pretty incredible. Um, all right. We're going to give last call out there. If you want to ring in on the fan line, get your texts in on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. We'll wrap up the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. As your family grows, so does your responsibility to protect them, even if you're suddenly absent. Pekin Life Insurance Company offers a transitional life insurance policy that provides a high-level life insurance benefit during the years you need it the most and ends with a guaranteed paid-up policy that will be there for the rest of your life. Learn more at PekinInsurance.com or call your local independent Pekin Insurance agent about flexible and affordable life insurance today. Hi, this is Max with MX Elect. I just want to say let's go Illini. If you have any electrical needs, remember, relax, call Max. You can visit mxelectric.net. Hey, Illini fans. Thanks for voting Dick Van Dyke Appliance World number one in Champaign County for a fourth straight year. Come see our newly remodeled showroom on North Neal. Wow. Best of luck to all the players and coaches during today's game. This is Angela Carr with Prospect Bank. Go Illini. Coburn posting on Elijah Williams with for the lead. Missed the rebound. Williams with the slam. The putback dunk by DeMonte Williams. Timeout Northwestern. How do you like that of all people, DeMonte Williams? Had to get that DeMonte Williams highlight in there. It was the nail. It was the finisher. The Illini took the lead for the final time there, 55-53. They hold on 59-56. Move to 8-2 in the Big Ten, 15-5 overall. Back here on the Fasteners Etc. postgame show with Evan and Mike. And now it's on to Wisconsin. Going to be a late night one on Wednesday and the first matchup with the Badgers here. But luckily it's at the State Farm Center, so we don't have to deal with the Cole Center quite yet. I don't know. They don't even make the return trip. So this is the lone matchup with the Badgers coming up here Wednesday night. Pre-game starts at 6, tip-off is at 8, and then we'll be back Afterwards, for the Fasteners, etc., post game show. Uh, and I've already forgot who Wisconsin just played and, and beat, but we know what Wisconsin's going to bring. Uh, they, they've got a National Player of the Year candidate thrown on, on top of their, their typical grinded out kind of play, and uh, should be a, another classic coming up Wednesday night at the State Farm Center. Yeah, you mentioned it. Johnny Davis has been playing at a, a National Player of the Year type of level and this is an interesting team you know I know they've been stacking up wins here in Big Ten play and a lot of that is because they've been defending at, at, a, at a relatively high level and they take care of the ball better than anyone in the country literally number one in the country um, in, in turnover percentage and uh, but they haven't shot it well uh, both from three and and inside the paint mm-hmm. so I think <laughs> I think if you're Illinois excuse me you know you find ways to have great shots, take great shots. Shot selection is imperative here because you don't want to have wasted possessions because you know Wisconsin isn't going to waste any of theirs, right? You yeah. want to force them into tough twos like this Illinois defense 
is designed to do. So um, they got a lot of familiar faces with Johnny Davis and Brad Davison has been there for a while. And Tyler Wall has really emerged this year as a guy that's, um, you know, proved his worth for that Wisconsin team. And, and look, this is a, this is a, a must win for Wisconsin. It's a must win for Illinois because when you look at the big 10 race coming down the stretch, uh, you know, Wisconsin's got Minnesota twice. They've got Nebraska again. You know, they've got, you know, they've got Penn State. They've got Rutgers twice. There really aren't that many big games for Wisconsin the rest of the way. So if you're Illinois, you want to snag this one to go and give yourself another another game up in the race because Wisconsin's probably going to stack some wins here to, to finish it out mm-hmm. with their schedule. Yeah, this is uh, this is as the calendar flips to February, the Illini really run through the gauntlet here. Wisconsin, then they're going to travel to both Indiana and Purdue. Got a rematch here with Northwestern. Got to go on the road to Rutgers and up to the Izone at the Breslin Center in East Lansing. So, yeah, this this definitely feels like one where the Illini you're on your home floor, only matchup with Wisconsin, and for. You know, uh, as much as they don't turn over the ball, this seems like a, a team that the Illini maybe can speed them up a little bit, get some more possessions, and, and finally get back going uh, again offensively now that they've got Kofi back and, and maybe they'll get Corbello back. So, Yep. You, you mentioned, I'll, I'll make this last point, and Wisconsin probably knows this, Illinois is a really bad matchup for Wisconsin. It just is. You know, like they – you know, they, they don't rebound at a very high level, and Illinois does. Um, Illinois shoots it well. Wisconsin does not. So it, it really is going to be one of those games where you're at home. It, it's, you know, it's a Wednesday night. It's going to be rocking in there. You have to take care of business. And and it's if you want to make it as ugly as it's been the last two games, uh, you know, the way that they've won these games – I'm not sure you're going to pull one out like that yeah. against this Wisconsin team, the way that they play. So it, it is imperative to kind of get back to your old ways and have some free-flowing offense and get some rhythm offensively, and I'm confident that they'll do that. We look forward to it. We'll put a bow here on this one against Northwestern. Thanks, Mike, for hanging out. We're using some different trickery. Got some text messages. Always appreciate when, when you're on here breaking things down and uh, – We'll hopefully keep doing it here later on in the season. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, thank you, Mike. Thank you, Kathy Reiser, for helping out behind the scenes. Everybody who called in, who texted in, and the folks listening live or to the podcast, we appreciate all of you. We'll be back on Wednesday for that Illinois-Wisconsin matchup. Look forward to it. News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Everybody have a good evening. Thank you.